I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. If you like to talk to tomatoes, if a squash can make you smile, if you like to waltz with potatoes, up and down. All right. Welcome back to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. And if you don't recognize that, that is the theme song of Veggie Tales. Uh, if you've had children in the last two decades, you're probably well aware of that. You may even have been slightly annoyed by that because uh, it got played over and over and over again. Uh, but I had the the opportunity uh, to to talk with the creator of Veggie Tales, Phil Vision, and uh, Phil is uh, one just a fascinating story. I mean, he literally started this on his kitchen table. Uh, in fact, interesting, uh, he told me that. Uh, initially, he was going to have the original character was going to be a candy bar. And he had worked for months and months to put a face on this candy bar and to figure out how he was going to animate it. And uh, and then one day after he'd been working on it for so long, his wife came in and said, yeah, you can't do that. Mothers, mothers will hate you <laughs> and they will not buy this. If you make their children love candy bars more, that's not helpful. And so then he was just kind of looking for something about the size of a candy bar, went with the cucumber Cucumber and Tomato were the uh, original characters there. Uh, over 70,000 uh, videos, books, and uh, different uh, content sold around the world through VeggieTales. Uh, but that's not what I was interested in. I was actually interested in what he was doing and how he was doing it. Uh, Phil uh, Vischer is a, a master storyteller. Uh, he was uh, unwilling to just create funny, fun, silly uh, things for, for kids to watch. Everything had to have a principle. Everything had to have a message. Everything had to have an application to it. Uh, and it built into this really influential thing, all, really all based on uh, Bible principles, uh, old, long-held, <laughs> simple things. Uh, and uh, so I had the chance to talk to him about story, uh, how he does that. Uh, we were talking about uh, kind of the, the difference between talking about principles or behaviors and, and how that really works. And so I asked him this question. I said, Phil, what is it that you're trying to do through your stories as it relates to teaching principles that ultimately change behavior? Story. It's hard to make kids be more forgiving by telling them to be more forgiving. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's, just, it's not that compelling. Well, why? Because it, it just begs the obvious question. Why? Why? Why should I? Um, if you can back up and tell a story about a world without forgiveness mm. and then paint a picture of a world with forgiveness, you know, that, that vision of forgiveness is so compelling that you want it. Yeah. You know, so, so telling kids what they should believe or how they should behave 
you know, and that has never been effective in human history. Right. <laughs> Short of holding a, you know, a gun in an, in an authoritarian society, you can force people to behave, but they don't want to. And that was the, you know, that was the, the amazing thing about the Christian message in the New Testament is, no, we're, we're not telling you how to live. We're inviting you to be new creatures, mm-hmm. you know, a new kind of person that wants to do good from the inside out. Yeah. So it's the invitation to kids not to just behave better, but to be the kind of person who wants to live a certain way. And doing that by painting a picture of a life, you know, of a virtue, of a life, uh, the way the New Testament describes it, a new kind of life that's not based on rules, that's not based on forced behavior, uh, that's based on love. And, And when you're drawn into a life based on love, and you see the difference that makes in the people around you, then that, then you become that kind of person and you don't need rules anymore. Yeah. As you were describing that, I was thinking, and every parent listening is saying, but yeah, but if I can just force them to do this, they'll think, <laughs> right. they'll think me love. I know you've got three children. I've got five and uh, we're, we're working on grandchild number six. So we're, uh, we're all kind of yes. thinking. Well, through. we, I have a, uh, I have a three-year-old granddaughter who is living with us at the moment oh, because wow. our son-in-law is off with the army oh wow so our daughter and and two grandkids a a three-month-old and a three-year-old and since our daughter is busy with the three-month-old um i'm getting up every morning with the (laughs) three-year-old and getting shoes and socks on and eating our (laughs) breakfast and combing our hair and brushing our teeth and then getting to preschool and some days i just want to pick her up and (laughs) (laughs) we're just gonna go play today (laughs) yes yeah, but I know if I can if I can compel her to want to do those things, it will help her so much more than just grabbing her and, and putting her in the car. Yeah. So so let's talk about parents today because parenting I don't think it's ever been harder uh, in the world today and with so many competing things, social media and the the trends in our in our very uh, moral relativism society what are some what are a couple of key things that parents or grandparents for that matter what is it that we should be thinking about as we interact with our young people yeah i I think we need to remember that that they will they will mimic they will imitate what they admire you know so ultimately it's not what we say nearly as much as how we live you know, I, I realize, and this is tricky for a guy who makes videos that involves <laughs> characters talking, <laughs> but what comes out of my life is more compelling than what comes out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. So if I can live, you know, I'm trying to pass on my faith to my kids and now my grandkids. It is one thing to tell them about it. It is another thing to have them observe it in me. And, and if my faith is producing peace, joy, and love in my life, well, why wouldn't my kids want that? You know, and maybe they don't want it when they're teenagers because they want to try some new thing. Uh, and, and everybody does that. But ultimately, you know, when you've tried a few new things and it hasn't brought you the satisfaction you were hoping for, you're going to look back and say, yeah, but my parents, they always had peace. You know, how did my parents get that peace? How did my parents uh, make life work? I'm going back home. You know, and that's what you, you can't force your kids to never leave home, but you can you can paint such a compelling picture of a life 
that they will come back home. Yeah, creating uh, that and creating that space for that return, uh, that prodigal right. moment is so right. Because right. Often, without without shame, without yeah. I told you so. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. If only, if only you'd listen to me <laughs> the first time around. They know that. That's right. I know, but it's so fun that. to say that. It just makes you feel so good for that <laughs> nanosecond. So and so irritating for them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh man. <laughs> So I want to get to uh, a couple of other things just in our uh, in our closing minutes here. Uh, this has been so enlightening, and it just has me thinking of so many different things where we've we've got to do better and be better, and and the challenges uh, that are out there for sure. I know one of your your latest project is the new uh, Laugh and Learn Bible for Kids. Uh, you also have a Four Little Ones version, which I love that idea. Just tell us a little bit about that and how I know so many people are looking at. Again, how do I get to those principles and values uh, that I can pass on to the next generation? The Bible uh, becomes very uncompelling for kids when it's presented to them as a book of rules or a book of tips. And and even for grown-ups, we tend to do this a lot in our churches where we say, you know, the Bible will teach you how to have a better marriage, uh, how to balance your budget, (laughs) will help you with your parenting. When When we turn it into a book of tips and rules, Uh, It doesn't capture anyone's heart. And so kids love to be part of a story. They want to be a part of a big story. And and if the Bible, the way we're presenting it, doesn't strike them as a compelling story, they'll find a story somewhere else. They'll they'll Mm. find it in Star Wars. They'll find it in Harry Potter. They'll find it in Lord of the Rings or the Avengers. They will find a story. That's why thousands of adults go to Comic-Con every year dressed as cartoon characters. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's not to entertain children. It's for themselves because they're inspired when they see themselves as part of a bigger story. Mm. And the world is telling us there is no bigger story. You know, that there's nothing behind the curtain. There's no magic in the universe. There's no storyteller. There's no mm. story. We're all just atoms and molecules banging off of each other. You know, and the Bible is a story. And it, it is telling us a story of why the world is the way it is and what God is doing about it and how you can be a part of that. That is what's compelling to kids. So, so what I've tried my whole life is to present the Bible to kids as a story, not as rules, you know, regulations and tips for a better marriage for right. a three-year-old to look forward to <laughs> 30 years later. And so that I wrote a kid's Bible basically to say, you know, okay, dropping a, you know, a full-text King James onto a seven-year-old's lap is <laughs> a very compelling way to introduce kids to the Bible. But, so I've taken 52 stories from the Bible, starting with creation and Genesis and going all the way to the new heaven, new earth at the end of Revelation, and say, okay, let's walk kids all the way through the Bible and show them how all these stories connect to tell one big story and then we can help them find their place in that story Mm. and when kids can find their place in a story they internalize it they become a part of it and that's how you build in kids a faith that will last a whole lifetime so that's why i wrote a kids bible that's why i do most of what i do is to say this isn't just about rules and regulations this isn't just you know more stuff that you're supposed to do this is a whole new life yeah and out of that life comes the kind of living that actually makes the world a better place fantastic i uh, i just love that the 
uh, a lot of my work in the business space was was on that same core. Uh, and everything you just said about children wanting that in search of story, I think story drives almost all of our behavior. The cars we drive, the brand name clothes we wear, the groups and clubs and associations we're part of. Everybody wants to yes. be part of a winning story. Uh, yes. And to present the Bible in that way, to present these critical principles and values and morals in that way that they they aren't right. just a it's, checklist. It's funny if you, if you think about Apple TV advertisements. Okay, you'll you'll almost never see an Apple TV commercial that talks about the features of a phone. What you see in <laughs> Apple TV commercials are a story about the fun and adventure you and your good-looking friends will have all over the world. <laughs> That's right. If you're part of the Apple ecosystem, because they know, yeah. they know, nobody cares about the chip. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It doesn't matter what that they looks like or how what fast. Is my, what is my life going to be like if I adopt your lifestyle? And it's about adventure. It's about a story that you're going to love. You know, it's false. You buy an Apple phone, you are not automatically you know, hiking the, the Appalachian Trail with 12 other models. That doesn't happen. But we hope, we hope it will happen. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Darn phone. <laughs> we all want to be part of that story. All right, that's my interview with Phil Vischer, uh, creator of VeggieTales. Again, a lot of fascinating principles in there as it relates to story. And that's what we're going to talk about when we come back. We're going to talk about the application of creating principles and stories, how that can drive behavior in our communities, in our companies, and in our country. Stay with us on KSL News Radio.